I hate this idea that you're the best. Because you're not. I'm the best. I'm the best in the world. Welcome to the Geek Generation. I am your host, Rob Logan, and Mike Volpe is joining me in Hello. studio. Hello. We're doing an experiment today. I don't know if anyone's out there listening, but we are broadcasting live right now yeah. uh, to see how this works and to see if anybody's actually going to be calling in. We'll know very soon. If you are listening, you can give us a call at 508-316-9787. If you don't get in right away, keep trying, uh, and we'll pick up on you when we can. But don't give up. We are here. So to kick things off, mm. we have something in the believe it or not listener mailbag. We <laughs> Is that haven't the done new this. name for it. Wasn't it? Get, it wasn't. It's not the listener mailbag. It's the believe it or not. The believe it or not <laughs> listener mailbag. Yeah, because it's been so long since we've gotten a good uh, listener feedback here. But yeah. we do have a really really great one today. So let's jump into the mailbag. Oh my god! You've got mail. You. Okay, the listener email today comes in from Aaron Shuck, who, if you remember, Aaron gave us the great listener feedback when he asked us about the soundtrack of our lives. We made a whole episode out of that, so yeah. we have a whole segment dedicated to this email as well. Aaron says, this time, on a recent show, you guys talked about having the inkling of going back into wrestling, which made me think of the following question for you guys. So there's a whole bunch of questions here, yeah. uh, all wrestling-related. We're going to run down and answer them all as we go. The first one being, who is your all-time favorite single wrestler, Mike Volpe? Oh, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, of course. Is it really? Has to be. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. How did I not know that? I just wanted to be him. Did but you? But then you look at my wrestling gimmick, and it wasn't even close. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> I, I would have thought just... it would have been like Undertaker or one of the darker, more violent, angry no, characters. No, Shawn Michaels. Just his everything. You know, before I got into wrestling, I didn't understand, but the way he sells everything, the way he reacts yeah. to everything, just the gimmick was awesome. And I, growing up, I was a huge fan of the Rockers. Okay. And then just kept watching him. And when, of course, DX, the Triple H and Shawn Michaels stuff with, yep. his, with China was just awesome. Yeah. And then it was great to see him come back. It was, it, I just, he's the best to it's me. It's an awesome career. Yeah. And he's amazing. I mean, you can't argue with mm-hmm. that. Uh, my favorite is, is tough because I was going to go with one, mm-hmm. but he was so great and then he fell so far. Uh, and I guess not so far, but. Owen Hart? No. Oh, too <laughs> oh, soon. Oh, it's still too soon. That's brutal. Uh, no, my favorite all <laughs> I'm time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I got to get Don't hate. apologize for that one. That was great. Um, no, I don't know. My favorite all time wrestler might be CM Punk. Yeah. Yeah. Because. That makes sense. He's, I don't know. He's, uh, He's got the high flyer part of him. He's got the martial arts part of him. The dude's straight edge. I respect the hell out of that, obviously. Uh, and it shows because he's the only guy in the roster with bags under his eyes. <laughs> and he's um he's got the talent on the mic. Like he's the complete yeah. package. 
And he's also the underdog. Like, he's not this huge, beefy guy. I've yeah. always liked the underdogs more. And CM Punk, that's my dude. CM Punk's my guy. God, could you imagine a Punk Michaels WrestleMania match? That'd be amazing. Oh, it never happened. So amazing. It's so unfortunate. Battle of the uh, elbows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dropping the bows. Uh, then in that case, we move on to the next question of who's right. your all-time favorite tag team? I forgot what I was going to email you. <laughs> uh, you go first. Mine, oh my God. mine is so easy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The Hardy Boys. Uh, See, Jeff Hardy was arguably going to be my favorite wrestler of all time. He's okay. the one that I really latched onto. Like when I was growing up, like I mentioned before, I wasn't really allowed to watch wrestling, mm-hmm. although I did like Bret Hart yep. a lot. I just didn't get to see him that much. But then. Jeff Hardy was like my favorite guy during when I actually started watching. And for a large portion of it, he was my favorite guy. Like I grew my hair long like him at one yeah. point and wore the bandana and had the similar hair. Did you ever cut stuff like the sleeves to look like I his... was Jeff Hardy twice for Halloween? Were you? Yeah, I cut him out. It's funny. I did it, man. He was he was my guy. But uh he just in his later part of the career just kind of took some big hits to uh his personal life and mm. troubles with drugs and things like that. And I did lose a little bit of respect for him, even though I still love him as a wrestler. But uh the Hardy Boys as a team were just awesome. And you got into wrestling right about the time. Right when that, that feud of the Hardys and the Dudleys and Edge and Christian and all that was going on. That was probably, yeah, that was the peak of tag wrestling. Yeah. It's starting to come back. Yeah. They're pushing for it. It was a great time. And there's a lot of great tag teams from the Rockers to Demolition, the the Legion of Doom. Yep. Those are the old school guys. Is the this Heart how Foundation. you're you're working it out no, right no, no, now? No, aren't I'm you? just explaining. Uh I I think uh, it's tough because there's so many good ones, but like the New Age Outlaws because yep. it, because the attitude era hit as of course I'm like it was perfect timing because I was I don't know in ninth grade so yeah. how old are you in ninth grade like you're got the attitude you're like <laughs> you know there's no such authority does not exist you've you. always had the attitude uh, so it would probably have to be because that's the most memorable time of wrestling for me it's probably the new age outlaws yeah so how pumped are you that they're back oh uh, it's pretty exciting to see them back because they still got it yeah and they're in good shape you know, they're not as edgy because the era is different. Okay. Which is fine, but they can still pull it off. So I haven't seen too much of what they've done. I did catch a Billy Gunn match. He fought one of the Usos. Uh, they posted, it was on YouTube. They had the match on. Oh yeah. So it was, it, it's good to see him back. Cool. It's a short run. Yeah. But you know, they do this. Triple H is in charge. So of course the guys are back. Right, right. <laughs> I just, uh, I want to see China come back. Yeah. As, jacked china not this like crazy scary china. <laughs> but i want the jacked china that is what's going on right now crazy scary china it is yeah so then what who or who is your favorite diva favorite diva is china is it which is probably some people go that's not a diva listen <laughs> any woman in when the wwe is considered when a diva. she it's tough because think about it, there was stacy keebler with 41 and a half inch legs or yep. whatever they build her as <laughs> you got maria all her the, legs were as long as hogan's pythons were exactly big. <laughs> yeah there were <laughs> you're right uh maria uh sable tory both yep. tories they were tory wilson and then there was tory the other one that was with the x yeah. for a bit they usually just called her tory but china because she was so different yeah when they introduced china 
into the WWE, no one had ever seen a woman like that before. True. Who could just come in and actually dominate whoever was in the ring. Like she stood up to Mark Henry. She'd stand up to Stone Cold, anybody. It didn't matter. She was just like this powerhouse. And it was what was cool was that it was different. And I hated her when I was a kid because I was like so angry that she was protecting Triple H. Yeah, like, yeah. like, oh, he's such a wimp. And it made me hate her more. But now as I look back at understanding like physiques and stuff, looking at her is just so impressive for what she was yep. and so different. And, you know, you, you haven't seen them. They haven't even so tried. So over Nicole Bass, you're saying? Yeah. No, Nicole <laughs> Bass was not even female. But I'm pretty sure there was a there was a penis under those pants. Uh, but I know you would think that with me and my my history of right, women right. that I would gravitate towards you know like Kelly Kelly or sure. or any of the divas with the the big chests and right, the big right. butts. But no, no, I go for the one that looks most like a man. That would be China <laughs> because it was just so awesome. Yeah, my favorite. Uh, it's probably now. Would you be able to guess? Do you think my favorite diva? Ooh, um, considering that when you started watching it. Oh God, it's hard. No, you know what? The problem with the divas is they come and go so quickly. A lot of them do. Yeah. Uh, well, Kelly Kelly is on the wall, so that leads me to believe possibly her. But I don't know who. No, I don't really know who it would be. Lita. Lita, the Queen of Extreme. Right. She was. I mean, I was such a big Hardy Mark at the time, mm -hmm. and then Lita paired in with them. She was a female version of them, which was super hot. True. I mean, she might not have been the absolute hottest girl that was ever in WWE, but how many divas were high flyers? And see, that she was the she was like the attractive version of China in yeah. that, like she did things that no other diva had done. She right, was right. flying the first time she came flying off the top rope to the outside to do a hurricane rana. Like yeah. you freak out. And yeah. she was with what S.A. Rios. Or yeah. <laughs> when she first came and she was doing stuff, then you were just like, "Who is this? This is different. This she is." She cool. revolutionized uh, divas or women's wrestling. She definitely did because it wasn't even diva at the time; it was women's wrestling. And she had some great matches with Trish. Yep. Yeah, she was awesome. And I did. She's on the Wall of Fame too. Her picture's not currently up because I have to put it back up, mm. but. Uh, she was super nice when I met her in person and everything, and she's an inductee to the Hall of Fame this year. So, oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Oh, yeah. Lita will be in the WWE Hall of Fame this year. I wonder who's gonna induct her. I don't know. I figure Michael Hayes, maybe, just because he was with the. I don't know. I mean, Edge could do it. Kane could oh, do it. Oh, that's right. They could have Edge do it. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Edge, but I haven't. They probably announced it, and I just don't know. Uh, so now we get to the fun stuff. Yeah. Fun stuff here. Favorite wrestler and tag team entrance music. All right. And this I did make you send me ahead of time. Yeah. So I had these ready. So we're we doing the wrestler first? A wrestler first. So okay. should I play it or do you want to say it? No, go ahead and play it. I think people will kind of identify. I think so. Oh, yeah. Who could it be? I don't know. <laughs> That's Stone Cold? <laughs> well, it was the glass breaking. The Undertaker. Yeah. Yes. Because... The first time I went, my dad took me to a house show, which for, for if you're not a wrestling fan, it's a non-televised event. Right. So it was just no TV cameras. And when the lights went out, no pyrotechnics, nothing. It was so basic. Yep. But I just remember like every time like the lights go out and it was just like eerie. And then the, the, the bell, the donk gong and it just, you get goosebumps. Yeah. And then to be able to see him live at like a WrestleMania, uh, it's just it's in, it's impressive that they're able to like just the music alone. Yeah, 
can just set a mood. I like the approach you took with this too. It's not necessarily the best song, but when paired with that wrestler and the mood and the attitude that it yep. creates, it's bam. one of the most interesting. You know, this hits and people are just taken aback. They're like, oh my God. Whereas like Stone Cold's music would hit and that would just make you go, yeah, yeah. like middle finger in the air, right, like right. you go nuts. So yeah, the Undertaker music just. It doesn't matter where that hits and you just instantly people come out of their seats. Oh, absolutely. It's very awesome. Yeah. My favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a surprise or not, but it is more recent. Much more. Well, I mean, Undertaker is recent, too, technically. I'm an ass man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> you guessed it. <laughs> no, uh, my favorite was the first. Uh, he has a new theme now, but his original theme that actually wasn't even his theme to begin with. One show, mm. Randy Orton had it. I don't know if people know that, but it was the the case there. Really? Yep. Randy Orton had this? Yeah. Orton came in once to this. And then they must have signed Punk, huh? And they pulled it. Or they just realized this did not fit Randy Orton at all. Yeah. CM Punk's original entrance music. Yeah. I, I like Cult of Personality. It's great for him. But this is just badass. Like, I went for not only the mood and the attitude, mm. but the best song. Yeah. Like, I think this is a great song. I think this fits him better than Cult of Personality. I think it does, too. I mean, his gimmick now, Cult of Personality, would, fits great. It does, but if he comes back for WrestleMania or whatever, it'd actually be cool to see him come back out to this again. Yeah. Like, now he's just pissed off. He's edgy again. He's yeah. not, like, he's not, doesn't care he's the best in the world. Now he's just like, screw this. Right. Like, screw you people. This has that attitude a lot more. Yeah. The cult of personality is more for his, like, vocal abilities. Yep. And this is like, fucking kick the door down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you went with that. Really? What? What's the name of that song? Uh, It is This Fire Burns, and the band is Kill Switch Engage. That's right. I gotta, I'm going to have to download that before I leave and blast <laughs> it in the car on the way home. It's not song. trying to get pulled over. Uh, So moving into the tag teams. Of course. So yeah. this one, I of course, there's a lot of great teams, as I mentioned. Yep. Uh, it, it's hard to pick because there's been even I don't know if you remember the like the corporate ministry when the corporation and the ministry yeah. merged. I love a lot of the mashup things. Yeah, yeah it was so cool. Even you know the just the corporation uh, corporations music, which was Vince McMahon's music. There's right. so many great tag team themes. The mashup of like uh, X Pac with Kane and, yep. and and all that stuff. But I was like, what did I spend the most time like envisioning myself coming out to <laughs> and like spend the most time doing? I must have. Is this thrown- where I play our tag team thing? <laughs> yeah, right. I think I threw more crotch chops in the late 90s than DX threw in the entire history of DX. Yeah. And this song was just so, it's anti authority from, from the start. It's oh, just yeah. so awesome. It's just the rebel theme, man. Yeah. Great Takes a little song. while to kick in. I actually really like the uh, Run DMC version too. That was good too. Kings of Rock. Yep. You think you're ready? Bow to the master. Ooh, break it down. <laughs> Just a great. And, and what was even was the the video to it with like the kind of stripper girl like dancing around yeah. and that's like, what the, you latched on to. Police <laughs> chasing them people down the road. Like it was just so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's just great. 
Because anywhere you were, like if you weren't expecting them, and then all of a sudden you hear, are you ready? Like the plates again would just right. erupt. It's Every great so cool. theme has that like intro portion. If your first five seconds suck, your theme sucks. Yeah. But if you have that opening first five or just opening phrase, even Jericho with nothing, it's just er, yeah, er, and like this the countdowns. Oh, coming. the countdowns amazing. It's just building anticipation. Yeah. And like even again to go with music when when Jericho debuted. Yeah. If you go back and you, that is one of the coolest moments. And you watch it. The crowd, like when his music hits and you see Jericho come up, like the, the place just went. The only, the only other person to come back with that kind of thing would be when Brock Lesnar came back. Right. Like, which was what, like a year ago. Yeah, that was nuts. People wa- knew he, they knew he was there. But and again, when, that opening thing, do, no, 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 yeah. like whatever is. They were just, that was it. People yep. were crapping their pants. And yeah. This, yeah. I mean, you, know? you watch that back on YouTube or something, and it's still like yeah. either one Jericho or Lesnar coming back, and it's still like goosebumps. It's crazy. And I just imagine, imagine being Jericho behind state, and you oh, just right? you have no idea if A, the WWE crowds, you're going to know who you are. Yeah. But then you all of a sudden you hear that. Yeah. It must be this instant adrenaline boost, like, yeah. oh my God. As soon as his name shows up, too, like everyone yeah. loses it. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. So awesome. Uh, my favorite is not just. A team mm. like, well, I guess yours isn't technically just a tag team. You could say Triple H and Michaels are mm. Degeneration X, but then they were a stable. Uh, mine falls into a similar category where you could say it started out as a team and then it mm-hmm. grew and grew. Oh, I hope it's what I think it is. Really? I don't think it's going to be. Oh, no. It's not. Who is it? Why can't I? You don't know this one? Oh, give me a second. You will. Oh, is it Evolution? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I remember, too, before Motorhead did it, they had just the instrumental version. Yep. But, again, it's all about that entry point, that first five seconds, yep. the clock tick. You just hear that and you go, oh, yeah. Yeah. Countdown, baby. <laughs> yeah. I just watched, if you get a chance to watch it, it's two hours and seven minutes long. It's basically a look at Triple H's career. Yeah. So well done. Like, I actually would love to meet the guy because, you know, people get upset, but it's from the way it's portrayed, he's like a nice guy. Right. Like, it does give me belief that he will lead the company in the right direction for the next 20, 30 years. Nice. Really good. He really is the evolution. He is. Evolution was great until they added a fourth member, and then it threw the whole premise up. Well, no. If you listen to the way they talk about that in the DVD, Do they? he says that Ric Flair, he Triple H said he was sitting in the arena, standing by the ring one day, and he looked up, and Flair was just sitting in the bleachers, and he looked at him and was like, for the first time, he was like, he looks old and beaten. Like, he just hmm. doesn't believe in himself. So he went back to Vince and said, this is what I want to do. Well, when it was Flair and Triple well, H and Orton, yeah, it was fine because it made sense. It was past, present, future. The that idea, was the evolution. The idea was that he explains it as Flair created Triple H okay. in a way. Like, it was the influence. Yeah. And now who could they together mold? So never mind just one turns into one. And so it was like, how can these two build up 
another generation together. And that was Orton. Yeah. Orton and Batista. It was oh. supposed to be that Flair helped build, create Triple H. And now Flair and Triple H would help build two guys. That was the way know. it was explained. Yeah. I still think it was better past, present, future. Yeah, because then Batista left. Right. <laughs> now he's back because he's in a movie. Yeah. Jerk. <laughs> Uh, so always good checking out themes. I'm sure there's a ton others we could oh, get th- into. We could spend the anthology. They should do yeah, it again. Right. I know we could easily do a whole show on just wrestling themes, but we have uh, some other questions to answer. Yeah. Uh, the next one on the list is what is the best finisher? The best uh, finishing move. There's again, I mean, <laughs> you could spend all day. Uh, yeah, on oh, these. absolutely. There was, they, WWE released, I think it was the best 50 finishers of all time. Oh yeah. And you know, the stunner, of course, anytime that hit, but for me, right. I was again. I'm looking at it as like, what was truly the most impressive? Yep. And I have to come down to the F5 from Brock Lesnar because to get that was high on my list on your shoulders. Never mind the fact that all right, Big Show would help jump and get up there. You're still holding 500 pounds on your back. Mm -hmm. Just if you're just like, well, how hard can that be? Rack up 500 pounds on a (laughs) on a bar and just lift it off. Right. Lift it and see if you can hold that for 10 seconds. Right. Then, never mind that, now you're going to actually grab the guy's legs and throw them up from behind you, up over your head. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's when hard he to do that. Big Show, it was like, what? Yeah. Like, nobody thought it was going to happen. And yeah. boom, he hit it. And yeah. it was good. So, I just think from a, str- a sheer strength standpoint, like yep. the F5 is just, was awesome. And yeah. still is awesome. I agree. That was definitely high up on my list. But my favorite finisher that I think the best, and when you're talking again about impressive Mm -hmm. and watching someone do it, and more than one person has done this move, and each one does it in their own unique signature way. And I love it, too, because I had my own unique signature way Mm -hmm. as well, and that is the shooting star press. Oh, yeah. I love the shooting star press. It looks inhuman when people do it. You should not be able to jump forward and backflip at the same time. Right. It should not be possible. And most of the time when people try it, they don't. No. They don't do no, it. <laughs> no. And when when Billy Kidman, the first time I saw it, when I saw Billy yep. Kidman do it, he he doesn't like fold or anything. He stays in that C shape. Yeah. And it looks super graceful. That back arch right. shape. Yeah. Then you see someone like Brock Lesnar do it. Yeah. Who like totally folds up. Or yep. someone like Evan Bourne who just has crazy height. And ridiculous form doing it. And it just looks absolutely flawless. Like it's a move that's just interpreted so different by yeah. so many people and is still but very few insanely impressive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I did it, you know, from the mat, which is considered even harder by you do, some. You take but... a couple steps and just jump up in the air and do it. Yeah. 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 Let's see Brock Lesnar do that. <laughs> uh, in that case, then what is the worst oh, finisher that you've ever seen? This a... was hard. This was hard because. There's a lot of really, well, I don't think any, see, there's no finish that's truly bad. Yeah. But there's some that you're just like, there are some that are bad. So like the people's elbow, for example, is just useless. You could argue that, yes, it's just an elbow drop. Is that your choice though? No, no. Because you could argue that it's an elbow drop and the effectiveness Mm -hmm. of it, but as a finishing move, as a flourish, as a show, it's wildly powerful yeah. in that sense. So yeah. it all depends on your criteria. So the worst finisher of all time has to be Hulk Hogan's leg drop. Yeah? Yeah. Even with the buildup and it's everything? It's a fucking leg drop. <laughs> it's a leg drop. Yeah. Guys do that throughout. See, it, it even before he used it as a finisher, Yep. guys did it all the time. Right. 
the DDT, like Jake Roberts. When I, it started I, off, it was a finisher. Yeah. And then it became common. Exactly. Yeah. But the leg drop was common and then became a finisher, but was still common. Right. Like Vince never said to anybody on the roster, don't do a fucking leg drop because Hogan does it as a finisher. Guys did it in the match. It's a standard move. It's just, it has to be the worst (laughs) finisher of all time. I will top it. Oh, I actually have two. Oh, not because I couldn't pick one, Mm. but because of different criteria. One is the most boring. And the other does nothing. <laughs> okay. So the, the worst, most boring one that's even dumber than the leg drop yep. is Big Show's knockout punch. Boring. It's okay. a punch. It's a punch. Yeah. It's a punch. Is they there built, any move that's more common no, than and, a punch? And I'm surprised he kept it because they built that for his match with the Floyd Mayweather. Right. And now it's lasted all this time yeah. for no good reason. But at the same time, if you think about it, if a 500-pound guy swung at your face and hit you, you're probably dropping. In that sense, sure. If it was the only time he punched in the entire match, yeah. then it's more acceptable. But he throws punches a Right. So what's the point? Why not just do it on one of the other ones? Uh, but the one that does nothing, yeah, absolutely nothing, and I don't know if you'll be able to visualize this one. I'm sure you've seen it a hundred times, and I'll explain it to people that aren't familiar with it, is the playmaker. MVP's finisher. He used to take the guy. Okay, so imagine a guy bend him over. Turn the TV off when he. Okay, (laughs) Uh, take a guy, the guy that he's gonna hit, bend him over at the waist. Okay, so he's like at ninety degrees. Yeah, MVP bounces on his left leg, so he's standing only on his left leg. Yeah, he puts his uh, right leg over, almost like Famaster style, over Over the the guy's neck. neck. Let's say, yep, yep, and he's cradling his leg on top of his uh, neck there, Mm -hmm. and then he grabs his arm. On the other side, and the guy's almost like in a crucifix type yeah. thing. Then you take him and you swing him uh, to his right side. So MVP's S- dropping down onto his knees? You, uh, yes, and you flip him around to his back. Mm. Now, it does nothing because you've cradled the guy's head the whole time. There's no impact. The guy's just, it's like you're being, it's like you bent over to pick something up. Yes. And then you fell onto your back. All you've done is rotate him yeah. and cushion his head on the mat. Right. I know. I don't know. Like other moves. There are plenty of moves in wrestling where you protect the other guy. Yeah. And you cushion or cradle. This one actually looks like it, though. Right. It does nothing. It's not even a full one, like a full 360 degree turn. It's a 180 turn. He's not even dizzy. (laughs) Like it does nothing. It looks kind of cool. Yeah. But as a move, there's no effectiveness to it whatsoever. So both of those are uh, two of the worst of all time. Mm. I think uh, just a, an honorable mention would be Rikichi's stink face. Yeah. I mean, granted, it was like I a don't giant... think that was actually a finishing move, though. No? He, did he, the, he would do the drop from the corner. Oh, the that's sitting right. Drop. Yeah. yeah. We do have one more question, though, and that is favorite commentator. This I was think, a uh, hard one. Really? This well, was easy for me. Because there were a lot of great pairs. True, but like I was looking at just one. Individuals. Yeah. Uh, I think the top two are always Jr. and the King. Yeah, and as a pair, they're obviously the strongest yeah. ever. But you know, Michael Cole does do a good job. Yep. As much as we all hate Cole, even Jesse Ventura was good. Sure. And like when he was with Macho Man, Macho Man didn't say much, but he was good when he would speak. True. <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon. Uh, I have to say, simply because that this one guy could make or break your career has to be jr like his ability to if you were watching it on tv yep 
you could just hate somebody like, I hate this guy. He's garbage. JR would say something. You'd be like, yeah, you know, he's pretty good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or you would just make you want to hate somebody. Like he was just, he was good. So I probably have to go with JR. 100% agreement. That's who I have. Good old JR, Mm -hmm. Jim Ross. He is the best commentary guy WWE has ever had. Easily. Mm -hmm. So we uh, took care of that email. Thank you, Aaron, for that. Uh, We love those long emails. They give us a lot to do. It's so hard coming up with content all the time. When you guys write in awesome stuff, we love answering it. Uh, if you have any things that you want to write in with, you can send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com, and we will answer those. Uh, he, he wrote that a little while ago, and it does take us a while sometimes to get around to him because sometimes pressing matters come up or interviews come up or whatever. But we love uh, doing all that stuff. Now, on that note, I took it a step further, Mike Volby. Oh, boy. And now you're getting put in the hot seat. So it's not just Shit. answering questions. It's game time. And when it's game time, it's pain time. <laughs> Here comes the pain. Oh. Uh, this is the WWE theme quiz. Oh, no. I have oh, no. five songs for if you. If it's anybody in the last three years, I don't know what it is. No, they're not super recent. Okay. So uh, it, these are all from a time that I would be watching, if that's your hint. Okay. Okay. Right. And I know you were watching while I was watching. I was. I have, I have five songs, uh, and I want you to identify who these songs belong to. How much to. time do I get with each song? Like only a couple seconds? Or? Uh, I'll give you some time because some of them, it's not very obvious from the okay. beginning. I don't think any of them are blatant giveaways by the lyrics or anything. Okay. So uh, song number one and say it as soon as you know it. And uh, yeah. Oh, it, oh God, no. <laughs> it's, it's Billy Gunn, isn't it? It is the one Billy, Billy Gunn. Gun, yeah. Look at all he's got. Look at all yeah, I remember that. Okay. Terrible gimmick. Like he should have just stayed his ass man. I like the one I Billy like Gunn. Badass Billy Gunn. Badass Billy Gunn. Well, the problem was he became the one Billy Gunn and then they let him go. That's true. <laughs> he was the one they let go, Billy Gunn. Oh, that's sad. All right. We're going to make it a little more difficult. It still had now. that ass man sound to it. Yeah. I'm trying to increase the difficulty with all these, too. Oh, I almost <laughs> barely got that. You really do? Oh, man. All right. So you're one for one. Yeah. Here's number two. There are two correct answers here, by the way. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I Oh. Jeez. I don't. I feel like somebody's listening is screaming right now. Do you have any clue whatsoever? I want to say Steve Blackman, but I know it's nope. not him. There are two correct answers. Two? Because each sibling used it. That's not the Hardy Boy. It can't be the Hardy no. Boys. So I don't know. I don't know. It could be either. You sure you give up? No. But it doesn't sound all familiar enough. Like I thought I knew it at first, and then I went, "No, that's not what I'm thinking." No, I have to go. I don't know on this one. It could be either Paul or Katie Burchill. Really? Yep. After Paul Burchill did the uh, the pirate gimmick, that's so obscure. And he that left, was- and then he <laughs> came back. He had a whole feud with the Hurricane and everything, yeah. and he was using that music. It's so obscure. I feel. I just watch more hardcore than you. I'm I a bigger wrestling fan than you are. Maybe you are. <laughs> no, I'm really not. Uh, all right. Well, they're supposed to be getting harder from that. I, oh, I didn't know. Shit. I didn't know if you would get that one or not. But that was tough. Uh, the the next one's hard because I'm pretty sure 
they only played it once. Oh, come however, on. however, yeah. it is a version of this guy's prior theme. Okay. So there are similarities between the two. Well, I only have my pride to lose, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's do it. Any thoughts whatsoever? His original version didn't have lyrics. Yeah. So when he got big enough, they were like, let's give him a full song. Take his instrumental and make it this. Jeez. Oh, God. I don't... I... I don't know. No? No, even... I have no idea who this is. I have no idea. Bobby Lashley. Oh, he was around for like a year. Come on. Not a year. I'm pretty sure that <sighs> they only played that theme his last match. Like they the just, oh, no, he just got to that point and then they released his fiance. Yep. And then he was like, screw this. Oh God. Bobby Lashley. I forgot he was even in WWE. <laughs> oh God. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to fail this. Oh, then there's no way you're getting the other two. Uh, All right. Well, you well, never know. You might get this one. Uh, I, I would give you a hint, but <laughs> sometimes you use a lifeline on the first question on who wants to be a millionaire, but you get the million dollar there question. There you go. All right. Here's your next one. Okay. Number four. So far, I'm really failing. <laughs> you go up so obscure. This guy was in for. Over a year, at least. It's not Maven, is it? It is. Oh, oh I got, I got the. <laughs> you got, got Maven. I got Maven. Out of everything I played, you got Maven. I got the guy who nobody cared about. The guy that eliminated eliminated Undertaker from a Royal Rumble match. The first tough enough winner. Yep. That they picked that they were gonna make a big deal out of. Yep, and I think he was in just over a year before they got rid of him. I like this song though. I yeah, thought it was good. good that leaves you with one. Is that more. a real song? Uh, no, I think that was just for him. Really? Yeah. Wow. It fooled me. They have some good music people over there. All right, we have one more. This All is right. easily the hardest one. Huh. I got uh, Maven. So, and you'll. I can already tell you if you don't get it. Yeah. You're gonna punch yourself in the face. Maybe when you hear who it is, because it's someone big. Oh, I will tell you that the pressure is on, but it is not his current theme. All right. I remember this because I immediately was just like, isn't that the song from the cheese it commercial on the moon? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what commercial you're talking about. You don't remember that commercial? No. Where the Cheez-Its are like the moon's made of cheese and they're all sliding down. Oh my up. God, really? Yeah. Oh my God. I remember making fun of this guy and everything. You're like, oh, he's got the Cheez-It commercial. And, <laughs> oh, you're going to hate yourself. That's why I play this game. Oh, my God. I'm here to crush your self-esteem. That's the whole point of this game. Oh, I don't know. Oh my God. I know I spent so much time making fun of this, too. Oh, this is a game we're definitely playing again. 
I don't. Uh, I have to give up. I, I cannot put my finger on it. This is it. the very first theme of one Mr. John Cena. Right. Oh. Before he was yep. the doctor of thugonomics, yep. and he would come in wearing uh, bicycle trunks with colors or whatever the local sports team was. Yep. That was his whole deal. Take it one little step further. I know I don't have music for it. Yeah. But I noticed a game being played on Twitter just, I think it was yesterday. Okay. And they were just playing a game where, like, what was the most fun theme song? Like, what was the one that came out where it just was the most fun to, like, play along with? Oh, to, to like, chant with yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Oh, man. See, because when you said fun, my first yeah. thought was too cool. Okay. But if you're going with, like, just, interactive fun. Or anyway. That's just, a whole other probably thing. Probably the most fun one. Okay. Because too cool was a good time. Yep. Every time they came in. Uh, banging it, banging it, yeah, banging yeah. it, banging Think it. Think of four and a But if you're, if you're going in a whole, like, the what most, was the most, the most like, common interactive. Answer. There was a lot, one that was just really common. Which was? Kurt Angle. Oh, because yeah. Because people like, you, you suck. suck. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing that nobody got that the first time they heard it. Yeah. You know, it took yeah. a while, but that was so much fun. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and I always loved Angle, even when he was a heel. Yeah, because he was just such a great wrestler. That yeah, yeah. I do want to play a game, okay. another one with you. I would love to have a caller play with us. So if if there's a caller out there listening that wants to play the fake news with us, call five zero eight three one six nine seven eight seven, and you can play the fake news with us. That's again five zero eight three one six nine seven eight seven. First caller that calls will play the fake news game with us. Uh, we'll do some news stories and give people a chance to call yeah. in, and uh, we'll we'll interrupt our news if we have to. So, uh, news story here: Deadline mm. is reporting that Killers and Twenty One director Robert Luketic has been brought aboard Millennium Films' all-female version of their hit The Expendables franchise, currently dubbed The Expendables. The site also reveals the logline for the film, which reads as follows. When America's Navy SEALs are wiped out trying to penetrate the island lair of a deadly despot who has captured... Oh, we have a call. Hell, Damien. Can you hear us, Damien? (laughs) Technical uh, problems, people. Hold on one moment. Uh, The fun of live radio. Damien, call back. So, guys, hear about the one with... uh Two priests and a Jew that walk into a bar? Man. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> there he is. There he is. Call from Damien Crenshaw. Crenshaw. To accept. Can you hear us, Damien? To send a voicemail, press two. Do you have to press one to, to accept, accept? Press one. To send a voicemail, press two. Oh, to accept, press one. Yeah. I haven't done this before. Hello, Damien. Hey. Hello. Hey, there he is. He's here. Hey. Hey. Guys? There he is. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, I can hear you through the show, not through my phone. Through the show, not through your phone. That's interesting. Well, we're going to go old school here. You're going to listen to us through your t- through your computer. Yeah. And then you can hear us, though, right? Talking to the phone. Yeah. Okay. That's really all that matters. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you want to play the fake news with us? I can, but I think it's probably delayed. That's okay. We that's, can, that's just extra thinking time for you. Hmm, big delay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, so we have three news stories here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Should we do this with uh, the super delay here? I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know why I it's acting why all funny. A d- delay. I don't know. Because he is uh he is on the phone here. Yeah. I feel like they're slowing down the whole show. <laughs> hmm. I'll see you guys. All right. Uh, we'll give it a go. Okay. So I'm gonna read uh, for people that are not familiar with the fake news. Uh, let me see. Let me play a little intro here. Okay. So for people not familiar with the fake news, I am going to read three news stories. One of these is fake and it is the job of those listening to guess the fake news story. So story number one, WWE Studios and 20th Century Fox Home Entertainment have announced a sequel to the 1996 hit Jingle All the Way, starring Larry the Cable Guy and featuring WWE superstar Santino Morella. The film will release this 2014 holiday season. Story number two, 20th Century Fox is currently in the process of developing a Cards Against Humanity feature film. The studio will adapt the rapidly popular card game for the big screen with the screenplay from X-Men First Class's Simon Kinberg. Using the literal name of the game, the tongue-in-cheek plot of the movie is said to involve an impending invasion of aliens wielding magical cards. Story number three. Back in 2011, Nike revealed a limited run of Back to the Future Part 2 inspired sneakers. The edition, set at 1,500 pairs, replicated the future 2015 Nike mags worn by Michael J. Fox's Marty McFly in the 1989 film, although lacked the movie's power laces function. The whole lot went directly on eBay as part of a charity effort on the part of the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Nike designer Ticker Hatfield has revealed that the company is getting ready to take another look at Marty's shoes and will release functioning power laces next year. There's no word yet of how limited a production run Nike might target this time around, nor is there any confirmation that the laces will appear on another replica of those specific shoes. So, quick rundown again for those listening. Of the three stories, uh, Jingle All the Way 2 is coming from WWE Studios with Larry the Cable Guy and Santino Morella. Uh, 20th Century Fox is developing a Cards Against Humanity movie. And uh, Nike has promised we are getting power laces on shoes in 2015. This is tough. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Damien, do you have any thoughts here? They all sound pretty crazy. <laughs> I don't know if we have the technology for power laces, like for them to like do whatever they're going to do. Yep. And I really don't. I really hope WWE is not producing that movie. A jingle all the way too. Yeah, like, I don't know. The first one was so bad it was good, but to, uh, please. <laughs> and then <laughs> I can't even words cannot describe the disappointment if that's not fake. And the other one, the Cards Against Humanity. I think I I unfortunately think that's the fake one. I think that a movie's probably be done like Magic the Gathering. Okay, and that that's gonna be like it doesn't. I don't know. Cards Against Humanity. I don't know. It doesn't seem like that That would even, like, what studio would be like, yeah, that'd be a good movie. Okay. I don't know. I feel like B is, uh, Cards Against Humanity has to be the fake one. Okay. Damien? That it's actually something yeah, else close to that. Me either. I think for once I'm going to have to go with Mike on on this one. Okay, well, for once, he says. For once. Like, we're always in, at odds. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like Mario. <laughs> All right, so you both uh, agree on story two, Cards yeah. Against Humanity? Oh, I know. Oh, wow. He really is on a yeah. delay. Okay. Uh, the correct answer is oh. Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. 
is the Damian fake story. Um, Mike even went so far as to identify the right story. <laughs> wow, Damien, you are in such a delay. Damien, I hate to do this, but I'm going to hang up on you because you're just so far behind us. Uh, thank you for calling in, though. No problem. <laughs> it's not even like it's that much of a delay. It's just that because it's so time sensitive. Yeah, and we're we are live. I'll have to work on that and figure out what's going on with that. I it's weird because I'm using the same exact setup. Yeah. that I've always <laughs> used for doing this when I do interviews and stuff. So it's weird that a call would not work. Uh, so we're not going to take any more calls this episode, but we're going to keep going live in case people want to listen to it. So, like we had said, uh, Cards Against Humanity is the false story. The real story is that 20th Century Fox is currently in the process of developing a Magic the Gathering feature film. The studio will adapt the popular collectible card game for the big screen mm. with a screenplay from X-Men First Class's Simon Kinberg. So the most of it was uh, accurate. Just a little twist there. Uh, as far as Jingle All the Way, oh, that God. is 100% true. That, really, I just, that just hit me like, oh, no, wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> Santino Morella and Larry the Cable Guy will be in Jingle All the Way 2. It's straight to DVD and will be on like VOD and all that stuff. In addition to to that, in addition to that, also announced is the fourth installment of the Marine franchise. Shooting this April, the Marine 4 will start WWE superstar Mike the Miz Mizanin, who will be the first WWE superstar to reprise his role in the Marine franchise and will also feature Summer Rae, the first WWE diva to be featured in a WWE Studios production. He was he was in a Marine movie? I guess so. I think he was in the third. He was the third one? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the other story, power laces stop. have been promised for 2015. Wow. That's pretty awesome. What's the technology? I don't know. Retractable laces. No, didn't know. the power lace come out in like snapshot? Didn't they swing out and like Velcro the boot up? No, they just kind of like pulled to oh. the side and just. So if you could have it just pull and stay tight that way, that would work fine. Hmm. Uh, so you guys both got that one. Thanks again to Damien for calling in. Sorry for the, uh, technical issues. Uh, we're going to get back into the news though. So, uh, I was talking about the expendables and how that's going to be an yeah, all female version of the expendables. Uh, and I was in the middle of reading the log line when we got the call. So yeah. I will repeat it here. When America's Navy SEALs are wiped out trying to penetrate the island lair of a deadly despot... <laughs> he said penetrate. ...who has captured one of the world's top nuclear scientists, it becomes clear that there is no such thing as the right man for the job and that this is a mission so impossible that only women can handle it. The only way... Some of the world's deadliest female operatives must pose as high-class call girls shipped in by private plane to satisfy a dictator and instead save the scientist and the day. I will see this. <laughs> they are, they were just, is Stallone involved in this at all? I don't know, actually. I have no idea. I wonder if he has any saying in it, but they're going to pretend to be prostitutes. Which yeah. means the outfits are great. <laughs> that whole probably 10 minutes of the film will be worth the 1075 we pay for. You it. think so? Or you pay less because you get movie passes. Yeah. <laughs> Movie passes. Wow. They haven't mentioned any casting or anything? No, this is still in the early works, and I'm sure there's going to be... I can guarantee you Mila Jovovich is probably going to end up in it, aside from that. She's naked in every movie, so we'll get boobs. (laughs) And then uh, if they don't put Gina Carano in, that's a shame, too. They got to get all the action ladies. Uh, Who would we cast for that? Who else would be good? Uh, Sigourney Weaver. They could. She could kind of be the leader of the bunch. Yep. Um, Trish Stratus has actually done a couple little movies. Yeah, they got to throw in a female wrestler. They put Austin and everybody else. Yeah, in. yeah, they got to throw at least one in there. 
But uh, I'm sure there will be some casting stuff coming out. I'm very interested to see how that's going to work. Variety is reporting that Marvel is so pleased with their next film, Captain America the Winter Soldier, that they've begun courting co-directors Anthony and Joe Russo to come back to helm a third Captain America film. Negotiations between the pair and the studio won't officially begin until after the sequel opens. But the trade reports that Marvel and the Russos are currently putting together an outline for the third film's story. So... They're so happy with the movie that hasn't come out yet that they're going to make another one. Yeah. It hasn't come out yet. Yeah. What if it bombs? Well, like, they've I seen know they don't it. Think, yeah, but they've what if, seen it. They're happy with it creatively. But what if the fans are just like, wow, that blew? Uh, I don't know. I jumped the gun on this one. Well, they can always change midstream yeah. as what's going on. Following a huge box office for the Lego movie, Warner Brothers <laughs> Pictures has officially set a release date of May 26th, 2017 for a sequel. While no major details are yet available, Jared Stern and Michelle Morgan have been announced to provide the screenplay. I don't know if that... I don't think that was the team that wrote the current. I could be wrong, but I don't know for sure. I don't know. You knew another one was coming. Oh, yeah. It was too successful not to. Mm-hmm. Maybe this time they can somehow get like the, the Marvel people in it. That's the buildup. You'll finally see Marvel and DC on the same screen. That'd be pretty awesome. I'd love to see some uh, new Lego franchises brought into the Little Halo guys will show up. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) A new version of Anchorman 2. The supersized R-rated version is returning to theaters for one week only, beginning February 28th. Back when the first Anchorman was in post-production, director Adam McKay and editor Brent White discovered they had so many deleted scenes, alternate jokes, and outtakes from the cast's often improvised humor that they were able to assemble a full sequel to that movie. By the hymen of Olivia (laughs) Newton-John. Titled Wake Up Ron Burgundy, the feature-length film was for years only available in a Best Buy exclusive DVD set and was later given a wide release as a Blu-ray special feature. According to McKay, he asked White if they had enough footage to do the same thing again for Anchorman 2. And White replied, actually, you don't have a second movie, but you have a whole other movie with all new jokes. You can replace every single joke with a different one. They're all quality alternatives. The advantage you get is that these jokes don't have to pass by an audience, and you get some stranger jokes as a result. A trailer for this new cut of Anchorman 2 boasts 763 brand new jokes for moviegoers to enjoy. Are you are you going to see it? I don't know if I'll go to the theater to see it. I'll hope they include it on like a Blu-ray, like have both versions mm. on a home release. We've well, never but... seen this done before. Like yeah, on this level, it's the same movie, but with different jokes. But all, all the jokes, a different movie, right? Exactly. All the jokes uh. are different. All the one-liners that you would quote from a movie, mm. all gone with totally new stuff. That's kind of crazy. It is, but it's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Ken Levine, creative director and co-founder of Irrational Games, has announced that the company is ending as we know it, and that he'll be starting a new endeavor at Take Two. From Levine's official statement. 17 years is a long time to do any job, even the best one. And working with the incredible team at Irrational Games is indeed the best job I've ever had. While I'm deeply proud of what we've accomplished together, my passion has turned to making a different kind of game than we've done before. To meet the challenge ahead, I need to refocus my energy on a smaller team with a flatter structure and a more direct relationship with gamers. In many ways, it will be a return to how we started, a small team making games for the core gaming audience. I am winding down Irrational Games as you know it. I'll be starting a smaller, more entrepreneurial endeavor at Take-Two. That is going to mean parting ways with all but about 15 members of the Irrational team. Despite the closure of Irrational, 2K Games has revealed that there are still plans for the future of the Bioshock series even without them. A 2K Games representative told Game Informer, 
Bioshock is one of our most beloved and critically acclaimed franchises. We are indebted to Ken and the talented team at Irrational Games for their contributions to the series with Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite, the latter being one of the most decorated games of 2013. The Bioshock universe remains a rich creative canvas for many untold stories, and we look forward to exploring the next Bioshock experience. Hmm. You don't care about this story at all, do you? I didn't get through the first one. <laughs> all right. I tried. I recently did play Bioshock Infinite. You like it? Uh, yes and no. It it has its ups and it has its downs. I actually, I've been dying to have a full-on conversation about it in the spoiler mm. room. And it would be the first game we've explored in the spoiler room, but it's worth talking about in that capacity because there's so much going on. I am not admittedly a fan of first-person shooters to begin with. So that was a hurdle for me to get over. And it did hurt the game overall in that sense. But mm. I did get by that to uh, enjoy it on some level. I, I feel like anything I say is going to be taken like, away uh, from a future discussion. Yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 director Mark Webb revealed via Twitter that BJ Novak is playing none other than Alistair Smythe in the upcoming sequel. Alistair Smythe is the son of Spider-Slayer creator Spencer Smythe. That's a lot of S's there. And went on to be just as formidable a foe for the webhead as his father. Do you remember that character from the animated series? Yeah, I don't remember what he did, but it looks familiar. In the comics, he's a little he's more badass looking, but too. yeah. <laughs> well, what are those things books. coming out of his shoulders? It was like part of a whole mutation that oh. he underwent. But again, in the comics, it's even more so. This is like an earlier version of uh. it. And then they had to amp it up and everything for the comic book. Originally released as a sequel to Batman Arkham Origins, only for handheld devices, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment and DC Entertainment have announced Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate Deluxe Edition, which is set to be released for the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, Wii U, and PC. Developed by Armature Studio, the same team behind Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate for handhelds, the game delivers the same dynamic story and gameplay, now in high definition. Fans will be able to purchase the game beginning April 1st on the PlayStation Network, Xbox Live Marketplace, Nintendo eShop, and Steam for $19.99. The improved console version of the game adds enhanced HD graphics, a new map and hint system for improved navigation and objective tracking, 5.1 surround sound, a fully voiced narrative, and a captivating storyline. In addition to all previously released suits, players will be able to unlock the exclusive zero-year Batsuit skin by registering for or signing into a Warner Brothers ID account. Proving again that there is no need to own a handheld device anymore for consoles. <laughs> you just wait long enough, it'll come out. And a better console. version. Yeah. Better quality, more features, and cheaper probably. 20 bucks is probably cheaper download than it was on the... Uh, I don't know how much Vita games and stuff cost. I don't know. I really have no concept I, of that. I didn't know anybody bought the Vita. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why they have to yeah. release it on another platform. Universal Pictures has confirmed that my girlfriend Anna Kendrick, I mean Anna Kendrick, Brittany Snow, and Rebel Wilson are signed to reprise their respective roles as Becca, Chloe, and Fat Amy in the Elizabeth Banks-directed Pitch Perfect 2, hitting theaters May 15th, 2015. <laughs> fat Amy. <laughs> Let's not give fat chicks a more of a complex by naming somebody fat amy well the whole thing in the movie is that she calls herself that yeah and they go wait you call yourself fat amy and she goes yeah so twiggy bitches like you can't do it behind my back yeah <laughs> i think i saw that movie 
I don't know. No, I didn't see Pitch Perfect. Why do I know that quote? Maybe you talk about it. I don't know. I don't think I've ever said that quote before. You've probably seen it somewhere. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I saw that. Yeah. That was the movie for me. Yeah. Hmm. More bummer news for you. Oh. Deadline has learned that Will Smith will not be reprising his role of Captain Stephen Hiller in the upcoming sequel to Independence Day. This just in. uh, I just found out that Michael Volpe won't be seeing Independence Day (laughs) 2. Fortunately, two scripts were being prepared, one with Smith and one without, so the film is still moving forward. Scheduled for a July 1st, 2016 release, the date marks the 20th anniversary of the 1996 original. That's crazy. Who's who's going to put in it? I don't Who's know. Put his son in it, please. It's not going to be that character at all. It's just out. So yeah. I don't know what it'll is, be. Uh, what's his name? Bill Pullman. Pullman. I wonder if he's going to be in it. The president. Oh, he wouldn't be president anymore. It's 20 years later. I assume they're going to be normal day. I assume there would be a new president <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Greta Gerwig is set to take the lead in CBS's upcoming How I Met Your Mother spinoff called How I Met Your Dad. The show was first announced. She really last... is the. She's mom. the lead. Oh, no, she's not the mom. She's the lead in the spinoff. Oh, uh, the show was first announced last October and will center on Gerwig's all new female lead and her own group of friends. Contrary to previous reports, the lead character won't be introduced in the final episodes of How I Met Your Mother. So she's the lead in the spinoff. She seems too old. Like, she looks like she's like she should already have, be married and have kids. Yeah. She's uh she's big on the indie film front. Mm. But I don't know. I probably won't watch it anyway. I'm just waiting for How I Met Your Mother to end so I can be done with it because this season's no good. Mm. Did he meet no the mother good. or is it was it a red herring? Uh, no, they have. Well, they'll probably actually meet in like the last episode. They're just, um, like, dancing around each other right now just to increase the frustration. I think it's no, that last. I think it's a red herring? It's got to be. At Maybe. the very last second, this someone else is going to walk in and he's going to make and Well, they've done a lot of flash forwards of the two of them. Fuck. So but, they've already shown. Uh, yeah. They ruined the show. Yeah. I don't think it was the right approach to take. We shouldn't have even found out until the last episode. Yay. <laughs> Sorry, that was derogatory towards homosexuals. Was it stupid? <laughs> oh, that was right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, derogatory to me. Oh. Netflix has confirmed that their hit series House of Cards has been renewed for a third season with production set to begin soon. People are going nuts. They over are. That. They are. And more's coming. I, it's on my instant queue. So, uh, the guy who the old guy at the gym who was watching Dexter told me that he's watching that now. Oh, yeah. He binged through the first and he's into the second season. He says really good. Hmm. Sony has announced that it's preparing a computer animated movie based on Sucker Punch Productions' Sly Cooper series, set for a 2016 release. The movie will be directed by Kevin Monroe, who directed the 2007 animated TMNT feature and crafted by Rainmaker. An origin story where Sly first finds out about his family's history as Master Crooks, the flick will follow him and his buddies Bentley the Hacker Turtle and Murray the Wrestling Pink Hippo. As they reassemble the Thievius Raccoonus, the Cooper family book of secret pilfering techniques. As previously reported, Rainmaker and Monroe are already working on another of Sony's upcoming game-based features, Ratchet and Clank, which is targeted for a 2015 release. Are we ever going to get a trailer for the Ninja Turtles movie or what? It'll come eventually. Dying. Isn't it coming out this summer? Uh, Is it? Maybe July? it is. Or is that 2015? Oh, I thought it was this year. I don't know. I don't remember. You'd think I would know, but... I, I'm dying. I need a trailer. <laughs> Give me something. Give me, feed me more. <laughs> Get in my belly. Last story. Twitch is a common platform where gamers stream their gameplay in real time, 
but recently someone started using the site a bit differently. Twitch Plays Pokemon is a stream where an emulation of the original Pokemon game has been set up to take game control input from the chat room, meaning people can type up, down, A, B, etc. to control the game avatar. With 7,000 people watching and chiming in, you can imagine things get pretty chaotic. It can easily take hours to accomplish simple tasks in the game, like getting past ledges or chopping down a tree. Several memes have already sprouted out of the stream, one of which is the player's obsession with the Helix fossil. Because of the delay between when users say something in chat and when it actually happens on screen, it became easy to accidentally select the wrong things on menus. As a result, the character seems to compulsively check his item bag. Specifically, he keeps trying to select the Helix fossil. You can't do anything with the Helix fossil until later in the game, but during the stream the player seems to consult the Helix fossil so much that people are joking around about it as if it was a holy deity where the player uses it for guidance. As a result, lots of fan art and photoshops have been devoted to the Helix fossil and the ordeals players have faced. So I have a couple of the photoshops up for you, Mike Volpe. Yeah. Um, and the I fossil is in all of them. Would like to say to all of those people that it's <laughs> time to get a job. Any job, any amount of hours, just get up and do something. Well, the thing is, nobody's sitting there and just actively watching the feed like all the time. It's going on even still right now. I think we're in day eight of it. By the people time people hear this, I'm assuming it's still up, but I can't say for Ugh. sure. But it's it's <laughs> it's going on, man. It's weird. We're looking at it live right now. Really? Yep. And as you can see, uh, very little is happening. Yeah, there's like nothing happening. This is you can see all the commands streaming on the right. Yeah. So now it says it's been up for nine days, one hour, 29 minutes, 56 seconds. There's an insane amount of <laughs> stuff going on in the room. And there's even people voting for anarchy versus democracy. Yeah. When I looked Why? at it earlier, democracy was taking like the when it switches over to democracy, it'll take the command voted on by the most people after a certain amount of time. But it does slow down the gameplay. But in anarchy, it'll take every single command you give it. So you can see like the menus popping up here and there. This is this take steps here and there. This is, this is the worst idea we've ever had as human <laughs> but it's, beings. But it's an interesting experiment to see if people will work together to accomplish no, the task. they won't. Or if trolls will go in and just try and screw things yep, up. This is exactly what was going to happen during the zombie apocalypse. This is it. <laughs> now people the are just going to be running and screaming. <laughs> trolls have gone in to mess this up mm -hmm. a lot. But it does seem that a wide amount or a wide percentage of the people are trying to actually accomplish things in the game. They get yeah. derailed here and there. But they're, uh, <laughs> this is the result of that. Why? I think it's hysterical. It keeps switching to red and save. And like, this is ridiculous. It's hilarious. I think it's funny because as hell. it's so far behind, like the, the commands or the commands are all going in real time. It's yeah. just that there are so many commands. And every time, like everyone's just voting on democracy, it just flipped over yeah, to democracy yeah. or it's getting there. So now it might start voting on. The command that's but he, most he's not, often chosen. He just chosen. keeps walking in like a circle. Yeah. This is stupid. <laughs> this is an interesting experiment. But the thing that's interesting is if, if you go and you look at it for a couple minutes yeah. and then you leave and you come back hours later and you just check it out for a couple minutes. Yeah. They've moved on to something else. So they're accomplishing something. It's just a matter that it takes forever to get anything. It's a wonder that they accomplish if anything. If there's a heaven 
Do you think that we are this right now and that he just sat back and was just like, let's watch that. And like, there's a bunch of like gods going, look, look, look. Anarchy, <laughs> look democracy, look anarchy, yeah. democracy. Yeah. yeah. Look, they moved up. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. You know? But uh, if you want to check that out, go to Twitch Plays Pokemon. I don't know what the address for it is. I'm on a Kotaku site that has the feed embedded, but I'm sure you could find it. It's probably the top thing on Twitch. It's very popular right now. Uh, and you can probably check that out and watch the live stream. I'm assuming it's still going. And those, all the that menu on the right that's changing, just consistently flowing with different names. And that's commit, the chat room. That's live. That's, like that's live. happening right that's now. That's what people are typing in to try and make the game get affected. <laughs> it's pretty wow. ridiculous. Yeah. Welcome to the internet. Oh, welcome to the end of civilization. <laughs> all right. So that's all we have for this week. Jeez. Do you have a final thought or something you would like to plug? Get a job. <laughs> Howard Stern said it best this week, if you heard him, in regards to Candy Crush. Yeah. If you are over 20 and you know what Candy Crush is, you need to get up and get a job. I know <laughs> and, uh, what Candy Crush is, but. It's just, he's, it's like, this, this is. Yeah. Get a job. I've never people. played Candy Crush. No, and I, never I haven't. Will. No, I won't either. No. I think that's what he meant if you're playing it. Right. But I think it's time to get up and do something with your life. <laughs> you can start by going to the gym. The gym. And you're going to need supplements for that. And you could go to uh, sbvfitness.com for those supplement needs. And you could go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. <laughs> you to, can do that. To uh, just purchase uh, you know, fitness equipment for your home and Ooh, then buy yeah. the protein from my website. You can do that. And if you want to try out Prime, you can go to Amazon or sorry, no, you can go to thegeekgeneration.com slash prime and then you can sign up for a 30 day free trial of Amazon Prime. It's worth it. It's amazing. It, because you get the TV service. Yep. It's awesome. And there's no commitment to stick with it afterwards. That's totally up to you. To see everything we do, go over to thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. Please like us at Facebook.com slash The Geek Generation. You can follow us at Geek Generation on Twitter and Pinterest. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Night Angel. You can send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. I'm hoping for some more awesome emails like the one we got from Aaron earlier in this show. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. We are signing off of our first uh, live stream here. We did have some people hanging out and listening live unfortunately the phones weren't cooperating i'll look into those and maybe do this another time in the future yeah uh we will see but aside from that we will still be back next week with brand new stuff for you so thanks for listening we'll see you later see you make it so